Hey rippers, are you learning how to surf? But have you got a clue? Or are you a big old kook? Since there's a million ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a thing or two. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason we start a kook cast. Because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. So bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom, one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris, and I started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. Get online and check it out. All right, so this week, Coach Evan and I get on a phone call, and the topic is titled... It's not the wand, it's the wizard. Tell me if you can guess what that means. I have a funny little story, like it was perfect, perfectly timed for this episode, just a day before we recorded. A little girl said that to me in the water and I was just cracking up, especially because she was so young and that's kind of a mature, you know, concept to recognize that it's not the tool, it's the artist or the, you know, the craftsman. All right, so without further ado, Coach Evan and I are going to get mystical fantasy on you. We're going to start talking about some wizards and wands. <laughs> it being the board is definitely is definitely not going to gonna get you any ground with us. Right, right. Well, so, uh, yeah, that was it. Um, so the best, the best little situation happened like a day or two after you kind of sent that topic along and, you know, into the notes and, and suggested it. Um, so I'm out in the water. So this is two days ago. So what did you, you sent me that the idea a couple days ago and, and I guess it was, uh, oh no, it was yesterday. Yesterday, I'm out at the beach. I'm checking the waves. It's pretty shitty out. Winds right. on shore, chunks everywhere, peaks, you know, like nobody's out. Sky's a little gray. Um, have one student earlier, does great, you know, just punching through, keeping up doing their best to uh, just, you know, exercise good fundamentals despite what's going on around. Anyway, uh, I I have a chance to surf myself because my day is kind of free now. You know, a lot of beginners couldn't really handle that kind of situation. Right. It is more of like an advanced beginner's training day. So I'm out there. There's a couple groms out with me. And, you know, I get this one really good wave, like right by them, or really good wave. And, you know, just just draw it out really nice and get a nice turn. And I just kick out right away even. Nothing special at all. But they just were so stoked on how fast I went by them that they were all like, oh, oh, my God, that was so sick. Dude, you were shredding. And I'm just giggling to myself because all I did was drop in and kick out. You know what I mean? Right, right. But, um... So one of them is like, oh, dude, you know, like what, like asking for tips or just like fishing around for a little advice. And, and I go, oh, dude, like, and I'm half joking, of course. I go like, oh, it's, it's all the board, you know, it's, it's the board. And I'm like, I'm laughing because of course it's not all the board, but half joking because sort of is the board. I love my board so much. My seven, six, you know, mid length La Miss just carries me through so many bad conditions, situations. Uh, anyway. So the, the, the Grom like looks at me like kind of nodding wide-eyed and his friend, the little girl next to him goes, oh, it's not the wizard. It's, I mean, it's not the wand. It's the wizard. And I just start <laughs> cracking up 
because that's exactly the topic you suggested just a few days before like it's not the board and so this little girl is probably some Harry Potter you know little geek loves the the whole story and I'm sure I don't know this for a fact but I'm sure that that is coming from Harry Potter I actually meant to look it up like what is what is that from it's got to be some child's book or, or video movie whatever and I just had to tell you that because I was like oh we got to cover this topic next because it just came up for me in such a cute way you know like this little girl fully recognized that my board's not doing all the work it's my 25 years that I've been surfing shitty terrible waves that finally after all this time gave me the eyes to see that there's a wave out there that's surfable and the skill set and the fundamentals foundation to be able to actually execute and draw out beautiful lines despite the 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 chop and the chaos and the white water and the wind and the current and uh and it was just, yeah, so I, I was like, I texted you right away after that session. I was like, dude, this is next. That's the next yeah, topic. <laughs> it's, it was, yeah, it's in the air. It was meant to be like, this is the time to start talking about it. And that's just like, that's what it comes down to. You can't use that excuse because we've all been out there surfing when there's somebody's ripping around you on like some borrowed beater piece of shit board you know totally and and you so that just throws it right out the window you know it's it's definitely not the mm -hmm. board it you know f coming from a shaper standpoint it can definitely help if you're on equipment that's suited for the conditions and we'll get into that later but it's just you, you can't use that excuse and you you got to take you got to stop stop blaming it on the board you know there's just yeah, right. there's just a hundred ways to to figure out how to how to make a piece of equipment work you know you just might have to move down to a different peak or or something like that um and really just keep putting in the time because we're we're coming from personal experience like when we've got our first boards they were not made for us they were not made for the the types of not at all the waves that we were surfing or anything like that you know it wasn't the equipment was like just it, it wasn't even a talking point it was just that you had a board a flotation device that could get you a little further out you know a little more length so that you could <laughs> you could you know break away from the boogie board and fins and you know get a little bit more glide and a little bit more propulsion out of just just prone paddling you know and getting out there and getting in the mix and you know I know that I was I know that I was on the wrong board for a lot of years you know and and looking back in some ways I think it made me strong like a stronger paddler let's say I was on these little potato chip boards that were actually way too little of volume for me to be skimming and gliding on top of the water so I was just struggling for years you know barely catching waves getting hung up in the lip taking late drops and in some way shape or form it kind of it kind of tuned me in to become a stronger paddler or be able to take off later and you know on steeper waves or something like that but well really dude you know what that's that's the I'm sorry to interrupt you. That's just such a perfect segue into make it work point that you have for us next, which is basically like, you know, having the wrong board, like you said, sure, there's an ideal board to be riding for you and the conditions at hand and your level. But just given that story you told, 
making it work still resulted in you getting closer to your goal of being a good surfer, you know, being a right. good wizard, you know, <laughs> like knowing how to, how to do cast the spell. And it's not about the wand. It's not about the equipment. It's about you. You became such a strong paddler for all those years that you were on the wrong equipment. So make it work. Like if you don't have the best equipment, okay, that's true. Maybe you don't, but still, is that going to be your reason to not go in the water? Are you not going to do anything now? Because the worst equipment would be not to ride anything at all, you know, and not get to be a right. better paddler for it or not, you know, have to deal with whatever, you know, whatever the, the, the fall of the equipment is that you have and that you might want to blame for your performance. It's still going to make you a better surfer. And then, uh, you know, it's actually funny, dude. You know what? I, I was so reminded at some point in what you were talking about of a, uh, a story I've never told on Coopcast. It does. Back in the <laughs> Yeah, dude, listen to this. It was so f exciting for me, actually. Back in the day, there was a time where, like, when I was a teenager and I'm like, I guess I'm like late high school, early college, spending all my money on gas to drive to college every day and go to the beach before you know, have no money for wetsuits, which is essential in New York, no money for surfboards. And I break the surfboard I have. And so my buddy Graham goes, dude, you can totally have this board. I have like this other board. My friend, his friend had given him like this older guy had given him a board that he could finish shaping. It was supposed to be a project. It was this old 70s style single fin. It was like seven feet maybe, maybe it was seven six, I don't even know. It didn't have dimensions, it wasn't professionally shaped at all. And it was already even glassed. He literally just gave it to my friend Graham to just sand it out, you know? So my buddy sands it out and, and that's about the time where I break my board. And he was like, oh dude, I just finished, he called it shaping, I just finished shaping this board. <laughs> so he gives me this thing, it's, it's huge for me. At the time, you know, I'm a kid, used to ride in short boards and it's like, it's fast wide point forward I mean it's a really a 70s like traditional exactly what you think of when you think of 70s surfboards I rode that thing for two years that was all I had you know and it was just like I was making it work and it actually showed me the value of a bigger board even though I actually started going back to smaller boards when I had the opportunity after right. I started trending over the course of the next 10 years into bigger boards mm -hmm. like my my next board was a short board but it was a bigger short board right and then I actually got another borrowed board after that that was even a little longer and I started seeing all the awesome advantages of riding a bigger board so like again on the topic of make it work like instead of just getting hung up on the fact that this board is not what you would ideally choose in the situation, why not be open-minded to the fact that maybe you're gonna learn something new from that board? And it really, it took me on a journey that now I can't even honestly call myself a shortboarder anymore. I ride mid lengths and bigger boards so much more, you know, except when the surf is absolutely pumping, all because that board, over the course of two years having to ride it, because I literally had nothing, uh, nothing else to ride. And, uh, and it was just, it was just a mind opening experience to the world of surfboards and, and what else can be done on a craft and that there, you know, a bigger board isn't a bad thing, you know, to a shortboarder's mind, it's, it's the end of the world. Right. Oh my gosh. So, that, now that you're saying that it reminds me of the first single fin that I ever found in a buddy's garage. And, um, I, you know, this, I just got into shaping made my first couple boards riding all different types of boards but nothing over six and a half feet let's say and then in the corner of the garage is this same deal but like professionally shaped 
70 single fin wide point forward down railer super mm-hmm, thick mm-hmm. you know like yep over yep, three yep. inches thick at the center and then the, the thickness goes all the way to that gnarly beak nose and i looked at it and i was like what the hell is that thing and all the the owners my the boys the alferos brothers are like oh that thing's too big it's too thick it's too heavy and i'm like hold on one second i pull it out and i'm like okay i i had just i just had a calling like okay i gotta give this thing a go i've never really ridden a board like this style of a design i took it down i stripped the wax i did a couple ding repairs and i took it out at north side of huntington beach when it was like head high overhead without a leash and it just changed my whole perspective of surfing like the momentum Mm -hmm. and the speed and how you had to nurse it around in certain situations and how it would just fly through sections like no other board before it it really was like okay i need to broaden my horizons i need to keep my eyes open you never know where that magic board's gonna be found it might be in the you know in the back of somebody's garage or in the back of the the pile of loner boards that nobody wants and nobody touches right and it could be the board for you you know right so that's that was that was good reminiscent about those those old school single fins that really made us a lot better surfers than we would have been if we just stuck to the traditional you know lightly glassed high performance thrusters that we grew up with you know and every thinking yeah everybody was riding it that's basically all that was in the shops that was all in the only thing that was in the the magazines and the surf videos and you know now being a shaper and and riding all these boards and and working with clients over the years i can see how detrimental riding and being so focused on those boards were to us as a as a whole like the group of of Mm -hmm. surfers that we were and thinking that we needed to be riding a certain type of equipment just because everybody else was doing it don't fall into that trap everybody is is on a different you know part of their journey and your your equipment should reflect that that's uh that's a really great point and it also i think it's such a desirable characteristic of a surfer to be able to get on any board and ride it you know even if not well but just fundamentally well you know understand where the the center point of it is the sweet spot be able to to you know just guide it down the line whether it's aggressively or you have to nurse it like you said with some single fins where it's a little more tedious and careful of a turn and a a drawn out line and and just having those understandings and being able to transfer all around it really comes from just being open-minded and willing to try new things you know and i think it's it was such a blessing for us to actually grow up and not be able to get any board we wanted whenever we wanted because it forced us to have to ride whatever just because we love surfing more than we loved having the perfect board you know so willing to do it on anything actually in the long run now 25 years later looking back i'm so stoked i wouldn't change a thing absolutely you know i'm so happy for those two years on that magic olive i'm so actually you've seen a picture of it uh, when i said like way back in the day blah 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 to me doing this little cutback that's the board you'd remember it if you saw the picture I'm not Um, remembering now but this 
Yeah, well, all these pictures that we have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we got to see if you can find but, uh, that. Put it up for our listeners. I know. I got to remind you of that one. That's, uh, that's a great board. But, yeah, so – and just learning to ride everything. It's just such an important – uh, part of the growth of a surfer it, it really really is and I just it reminds me and makes me think of some of the surfers who do get to ride only the board like you know little rich kids who can just from day one before they even know how to surf they're getting like the perfect little four eight high performance board and they ride it all the way through and of course they they learn how to rip on it but get them on a longboard, put them on a finless soft top put them on a glider and see what happens you know all of a sudden they're like not the same right. surfer and uh, I do believe, you know, it's, it's like there's layers and layers to what makes a great surfer. And one of those layers is ability to ride multiple equipment. So not thinking about the, the, the board you're riding, not worrying about it, you know, and just diving into what it can offer you as an educational experience is so yeah, important. To your yeah, growth. just being able to adapt. That's what we want to be as, as humans. You know, we want to be like chameleons, be able to just work with what we got and that's what that's what we want to pass on to you peeps you know like that's that's the mindset we want you to have out there no matter what board you have available to you be stoked on it and go out and and you know let it tune in a particular part of your surfing you know if you're used to riding big long boards all the time and you're on a surf trip and all they have is a little short board little fish you know go take it out in the white water and maybe start learning how to duck dive or something like that you know like right right just the difference in the volume like spread out and and just just feeling it in the white water and duck diving will be such a cool experience to be able to like tip from nose to tail and you know just change the trim of it so much easier and differently and don't don't um, let it hold you back you know just keep keep right. pushing through every every minute in the water is is a step in the right direction so absolutely keep. that's and that's the that's the summary right there that's the conclusion that's how you become a yeah that's how you become a good wizard you know and and <laughs> you and you don't have to worry about the wand so much at all you know it's just like you're right. confident in your skills and you'll take you'll take whatever's thrown your way and when you when you do get your custom your custom board that's totally dialed in for you then then you can really appreciate it too i think Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, that's so true. And I, I still have that feeling with me with my custom boards because I know what it's like to have to ride whatever you can get your hands on. So now that I, I don't let go, I don't let myself be ungrateful for these custom boards I have because it's so special now, you know, to have something made just for me. Wow, what an experience. <laughs> what a feeling. Pretty radical. Well, I guess if you are blaming it on the board, you're kooking it. <laughs> <laughs> You better start riding whatever you can get your hands on and learn whatever you can from it. And we will catch you next right week. Right on, peeps. Thanks for tuning in. No excuses. <laughs> Later, coach. Woo.